You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. This week on Word Bros, we welcome a Canadian dude, which is awesome, all the way from the Great White North. His book is from 215 Inc. It's called A Dr. Crow. His name is Corey Fryer. Corey Fryer is awesome. So uh, once again, we are here, the Word Bros. <laughs> I like Corey Fry is awesome. Once again. Once again. Yes. It's, been, it's, it's actually our second interview with him. So, Well, yeah, the first one didn't go so well. We had audio issues, so we talked to him the second time, and I was telling Kevin... Uh, right before I hit record on this thing, it's amazing what a interview will do when you can actually hear the person you're interviewing. Right, it's a much better interview. Yeah, like it really makes everything better. You know, just the quality of the conversation and the whole nine yards just better when you can hear someone. It's nice. It, it just increases uh, the the view on everything. So, <laughs> the, the also like, you know, we get to talk about other cool stuff like pro wrestling. So, if you're into that kind of thing. Your favorite comic book tag team, the Word Bros, will bring you Corey Freya. Oh, yeah. Father. That's not a bad. Um, that's not a bad James Earl Jones. That's <laughs> not the. That's not the line of dialogue, though. He never says. He that. never says it. No. Now, did you notice that in the new movie, uh, Rogue One, that um, Darth Vader totally has old man voice? <laughs> did you hear that the voice sounds different because James Earl Jones's voice sounds different? Got to be a little different, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he has dad, jo- old dad jokes, so yeah, yeah. he has a lot of the old dad voice. <laughs> yeah, he's totally got old man voice. It was really funny. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. All right, so we are talking to uh, Corey Fryer, right? Video. Yeah, we're talking to Corey Fryer. He is the creator of the smash hit comic from 215 the graphic novel is coming out in november it is called uh dr crow yes that is it your clap is amazing by the way you know i've i've practiced that for a really long time (laughs) he actually just wanted to use it somewhere so this is it's true it's true my dad was a golfer so i learned it the golf clap from watching golf with my old man yeah you gotta have that quiet clap yeah yes (laughs) Wow, what a shot, what a shot on the green. Amazing. Now, Corey, um, if memory serves me correctly, and this is, a, I don't know why I know this, but you're in Bowling Green, Kentucky, correct? That is correct. I am in Bowling Green, Kentucky, but I'm now, not from here. No, you're, well, from the first interview we did um, with the bad audio, you're from Canada. Correct. Wow. I Which is why Can- he's so nice. I love Canadians. Now, That's why I'm, I'm very apologetic. What part of Canada are you from? Uh city called Peterborough. It's in Ontario. It's near, uh, easiest way to describe it to America, Americans where it's from is to say it's near Toronto, but it's kind of like North okay. Toronto. 
Interesting. Now, um, how is you your experience? You have a love of poutine? Yeah. Oh, I, dude. <laughs> never had poutine? You're missing no, out. Poutine is amazing. I've so never had like, don't even. You like fries and you like cheese? Poutine is like a heavenly gift. I've never <laughs> even heard of this poutine. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look into that. Uh, oh, boy, yeah. Tell Bob what, what, what poutine is because it's amazing. Okay, so do you like french fries, Bob? Yeah, very much so. Do you like brown gravy, Bob? I do. Do you like cheese? Cheese. I do, I have a I have a, a torrid relationship with cheese. I shouldn't eat it because it's not good for my diet, but I like it. You know what I mean? Like I try to well, go dairy free every once in a while. Yeah, I know the feeling, but poutine is so amazing. Okay, you'll throw that diet out the window because all, right. all those ingredients in one. Wow, that and sounds pretty great. Delicious thing ever. It's terrible for you, but oh my God, is it good? <laughs> no, this is the first because my my sister um, she dates a Canadian dude, and I've never heard of. Uh, of poutine i'm gonna have to ask him about it well interrogate that guy and if he doesn't know what poutine is you ask to see his uh his birth certificate no, he's a real from. canadian dude he's a hockey he's a professional hockey coach like he's as real as canadian as you can be good then he'll um, know what poutine is all right i'll ask to ask i'll have to ask him next time i see him uh now are you a hockey fan do you like uh you hockey absolutely fan? i've i've played hockey my entire life well not so much anymore kind of it's broken down old man body but i've i've yeah i follow hockey i play fantasy hockey if hockey is a huge part of my life. Now, who's, who's your, who's who's your team? team? Yeah, well, I've been a Pittsburgh Penguins fan for the since I was five years old. Interesting. Okay. So the back-to-back uh, Stanley Cups we just won were quite amazing. Because I will <laughs> say you do have quite the playoff beard. Yes. Actually, you know what? I grew this uh, around Christmas, and I said I wasn't going to shave it in, in, until they won the cup, and then they won it back-to-back. So I decided, you know what? It's a good luck thing, so I'm going to keep it around, see if we All can right. three. All right, all right, and um, so you're a big, uh, you're a big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. It's got to be nice to to tank twice in a row and get two, you know, uh, once in a lifetime players when in Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby. Yeah, it. Uh, you know what the thing is though, everybody says that, but there were some dark times. <laughs> I know there was some very very bad teams. To oh get no, to point. I earned these victories. Dude. No, because in between, like once Lemieux kind of retired and Crosby came in, you guys were pretty terrible. There was even rumors like you were leaving Pittsburgh, like you were that bad. Oh yeah, the team almost moved to Kansas City. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it would have been. Ugh. Yeah, it was but really bad. So it's yeah, you guys have won what five cups now? I think. There's is it five? Back, there's back-to-back in 91 and 92, then again in 2008, and then back-to-back these yeah. past two years. So you've won so five right. cups. That's not bad. Yep. That's not bad. Uh, I was an Islander fan for a long time, um, but then since my sister's boyfriend is a Maple Leafs fan, I became a Maple Leafs fan. Uh, and he was like, well, they're going to be terrible for a really long time. But they were pretty good last year. Hey, if last year's an indication of what's going to happen, they're going to be damn good going forward. Because that was your toughest playoff series uh, was against the Maple Leafs. Because you guys yep. went seven, right? It went seven tough games. And that's a tough team. And it's yeah. and they're young. They're they're very young and they have terrible defense, but somehow they uh, they have a great coach. So yeah, and, oh yeah, I can't believe the Red Wings gave him up. Like that's just idiotic on their part, Mike Babcock. Yeah, and look at the wings now. So, yeah, they're just garbage, scary. which is sad because they're one of those franchises. Like, they need to be – for hockey to be good, the wings need to be good. Yeah, they have one of the most – the largest fan – one of the largest fan bases in the entire world. Yeah. So, the fact that they suck now is doesn't good, not good for anybody. But you know what? They were good for a really long time. So yeah, they were. They were. At some point. Yeah, I've, you know what? Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, agreed. Stevie, so, so no more Stevie crying Ryan. in your all-dressed chips over your, over your hockey then. Oh, I love all dressed chips. You know they sell all dressed chips down here. Yes, yeah. it's I say amazing. down here, but I mean like you know 
in the United States. Yeah, Kevin um, got us hooked on those things. Yeah, they're, they're, I'll tell you what, though. They're not as flavorful as the real Canadian Aldress chips. They don't have as much, they, it's the same flavor, but like Canadian Aldress chips have more, uh, I guess, like flavored dust, whatever the heck was on. Like, like I believe the word's called seasoning, writer. Seasoning, yeah. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure dust. it's flavor <laughs> dust. See, I, I, took a, I took a boring word like seasoning. and, and turned it into more no, you, you took the proper dust. word and made it wacky and fun. <laughs> That's writing in a nutshell. Right there, buddy. But yeah, so because uh, Kevin introduced the all dressed chips to us, and if they're better in Canada, I'm in Cincinnati. I can be in Canada in like seven hours, dude. So I'm going. <laughs> Cincinnati, like, you've got the uh, what are they called? The the what are those chips? I have some of them on top of my fridge. The Can Grippos. Think? Grippos. Yes, yeah, Grippos yeah. are damn good. I've never had. They're good. I'm not native to Cincinnati, but apparently there's enough MSG in Grippos to like kill a small child. So you have to be, you have to be very careful. Um, yeah, see, I used to live up there uh, yeah. in Cincinnati. I lived there for a year and I like wined and dined on Grippos. And nice. my parents still live there. My brothers both live there. So oh, I'm cool. able to get shipments of that stuff. And La Rosa's pizza. Mm, they don't oh. have that La Rosa's is awful. <laughs> I can't oh, stand it. Like everything that's native to Cincinnati, I can't stand minus UDF. I well, love okay. Skyline Chili is just diarrhea in a little cardboard carrier thing. Oh, it's terrible. It's Dude, so bad. It's not chili. It's it's watered down meat sauce with cinnamon in it. Like exactly. It's That's not chili. Gross. No, it's not. <laughs> nope. Like, but you like the donut place. Bobby always talks about the donut. I, Holtman's is good now. Were you here when Holtman's was around? I don't think I've ever had. I didn't. Was eating donuts during that time. Right. I, it you, might have been there. All right, Holtman's is like a hipster donut place in uh, over the Rhine. Uh, very okay, good, yeah. very good stuff. But yeah, um, Skyline Chili is terrible. Pure garbage. Straight Pure trash. Garbage. Like straight trash. Yeah, I, you couldn't pay me to eat Skyline Chili. No, I, mean, I tried I, it. You know what? I'm easily bought. You probably could, but so an editor says, "All right, Corey, here's the deal." <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right whatever you want you just have to eat skyline chili every day for the rest of this week <laughs> would you do it if somebody said hey you can write spider-man for the next six months if you eat skyline chili every day for six months what do you do oh, God. What do you I, my do? bowels would hurt my bowels would hurt so I, I, i'd have to owe them an apology but I, you know what to write spider-man hell yeah i'd do that all right, all right. All right. i wouldn't enjoy it but and then when Spider-Man is about him battling like constant intestinal pains <laughs> and diarrhea all the time. <laughs> Dr. Octopus is in there somehow. <laughs> what happened to Spider-Man? He just shits his pants all the time. On <laughs> <Down> the toilet. <laughs> That's not web fluid. <laughs> no, not at all. So uh, Corey's here. This is, the, uh, this is the second interview we did with him. The first one didn't go too well because the audio was really bad. And I'll say this one is way better because we're talking about hockey and chips and diarrhea. So who, well, what's that? <laughs> That's I'm, the uh, holy trinity of podcast interviews. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of info on comics, but if you want to keep your bowels healthy, listen to Word Bros. We'll get there. No, I'm teasing it. Now, Corey, your book, uh, The Trade for Dr. Crow, comes out November 1st, correct, from 215? Yes, 1599. The diamond code is SEP171999. Well, he didn't have that last time. I was searching for that frantically. I was prepared this time. Nice. I like it. it. (laughs) And if you order from Midtown Comics, you can save 30% off. So. 
There's another Midtown another comic. great plug. Yes, he's now, a pro. This now, guy. now for those people that may not know uh, who Doctor Crow is, what Doctor Crow does, who is this Doctor Crow you speak of? Tell the uh, Word Bros audience all about him. All right, Doctor Crow is an adventuring scientist. He's an expert on the occult. He's a he's a pulp hero, an adventurer. And what he does is he travels around the globe and he seeks out these supernatural terrors and uh, monsters and things that are plaguing uh, specific areas all over the globe. And uh, most people don't want to believe that they exist, but he obviously he exists in a world where he knows that those things are very much real. And he goes and he eliminates them to save people all over the world. That that sounds lovely. Yes, that sounds and, lovely. And the and think, think of it like. Uh, Think of it like a gothic horror meets Indiana Jones with a little bit of steampunk thrown in there. Is which, which best? That's, just a hint nice of it, pitch. though. Not just that's, a hint, a dash, a, if you will. That's a good pitch of the flavor, the flavor dust of that's the flavor dust, flavor dust of Doctor Crow, flavor dust. Um, so it's in a different format than most comics too. So explain that to the listeners, like how you decided to do that differently <laughs> than most comics or not. All right, so each issue has three stories in it. And when I say that, there's, there's a main story that's eight pages long, and there's two shorter stories that are six pages long each. Uh, so there's like the feature story, and then there's two supplemental stories. And the, way, the reason I ended up doing that was uh, when Matt and I first, Matt Horak, who co-created the character with me, we first did a Dr. Crow story. We did a short. Um, and when... Uh, it came time to expand on more Dr. Crow. Matt was getting busy. He was working with Rob Liefeld. Wow. Um, book. Uh, and then eventually now he's working on Punisher at Marvel. So he's a pretty busy guy. So rather than throw out Matt's work, what I wanted to do was try to find something that was financially viable for me while also keeping Matt's work alive. So I thought, you know, it's a lot easier to get an artist to sign on to something if they're not making a lengthy page commitment yes so if i can get them for six eight five however many pages they're more than likely going to say okay uh and likely i was you know fortunately i was right about that uh because i've got some pretty cool artists to work with i know the first guy i approached uh the drew or the first guy that drew dr crow after matt was tony gregory who's an awesome guy that i found on kickstarter um a project that he was doing with david crispino at the time and uh he just ended up you know just kicking total ass on Dr. Crow. Uh, and he, he has a story in every single one. Um, and actually one of his, the first story he drew of Dr. Crow was the very first thing. It was the very pitched pages that I used to pitch Dr. Crow to 215 Inc. And oh, once nice. they saw his artwork with Josh's, uh, Josh Jensen's colors, they just went nuts. Uh, Josh is a great colorist. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Real yeah. nice guy. He was, he's uh, a- he, I think he's he has a color. I think he's colored at least one story in every Doctor Crow issue. There's four of those total. Um, yeah, I think he's colored every one in every one of those too. That's awesome. So you have a, a, a rotating group of uh, artists, and that's again we mentioned this in the first interview that no one heard, so I don't even know why I'm referencing it. Uh, it's very hard to get a book picked up in that format, but you clearly blew the doors off of Two One Five Inc. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks. Well, well let, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell a story, but I don't want to make it sound like it's a backdoor brag or I'm bragging on myself. It just oh, really that's because, brag away. Hashtag brag. <laughs> <laughs> if you've never created a book uh, and tried to pitch it, it's let me tell you how that goes. Usually, you send an email, it and sucks. either nobody replies and your soul is crushed, <laughs> or 
someone says, oh, cool, take a look, and then you never hear back. Yeah. With 215 Inc., I pitched Dr. Crow to them, uh, you know, because I knew some other people that had had books with them in the past. And I received an email back within 20 minutes. Wow. Now, I'm not, this is not going to, I don't want to say this is always going to happen with them. This was just my, you know, scenario. Uh, I pitched a Dr. Crow story called Beneath the Black that Tony drew. Um, and they loved it right from the get go. Uh, and so that was weird because it was the complete opposite of any other pitch experience I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, and they, they said they, you know, they, they, I told them the story of, you know, the whole, we're going to do these little short stories and they loved it. They liked the idea of it being a throwback to old serials uh, from the past. And they just, I was extremely fortunate that we were, you know, seeing eye to eye on that. That's awesome. That's really terrific. And that wasn't a brag. It's not like you were saying like these fucking guys, they drove to my house with one of those armored trucks full of money and they dropped all the money over. They said, take what you want. I was like, you better bring another fucking truck, baby, because I want all that shit. So no, that wasn't that wasn't much bragging. You just said you had a good idea and they liked it. That's awesome. That's well, amazing. I sincerely wish that's how pitches yeah. went. But, uh, <laughs> The Usually Brink, the, never happens. The Brinks truck will be right over, uh, Mr. Vria. <laughs> Thank you. All right. If only. Yes. And, and then he would say, I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a big deal. Nice. I was with many leather bound books. <laughs> it was like rich mahogany. mahogany. It smells like rich mahogany. Now that's awesome. So, um, so you got Dr. Crow coming out, uh, and that is November 1st. And you've got other things you're working on because that's what we do. That's what indie creators do. That's what we just create to create because that's how our lives work. Yes, on September 27th, before I even jump to some newer stuff, September 27th is Dr. Crow number three. Uh, October 11th is Dr. Crow number four, and then we jump right into the trade uh, November 1st. So Boom. there's some Dr. Crow coming at you really fast, really furious, minus Vin Diesel, uh, but a whole <laughs> lot of Paul Walker. Now, what if I'm all like, hey, dude, uh, I'm more of a trade guy. I don't know if I want to buy the single issues. Do you tell me to go fucking jump in a lake and buy the singles and the trade, or are you cool with that? Well, here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> singles keep a series alive. So if you want that trade, you should really go buy those singles. Uh, you hear that cool guy? Yeah. Go buy those so cool guy, please buy those. But <laughs> I know that not everybody's going to buy them and there's not, you can't, you can only do so much with that. So uh, the fact that we get to the trade, we got to the trade at this point <laughs> is just, <laughs> you know, a, uh, a triumph over myself right there for myself. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, outside of Dr. Crow, well, I'll give you a word bros exclusive that I gave you on the last one. Uh, there, there is going to be a little bit more Dr. Crow and it's going to come in the form of a one shot that myself and Tom Ward, the creator of uh, Merrick, the sensational elephant man yes. are doing. That's going to be a crossover team up with Merrick and Dr. Crow. We're working on it now. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just going to be like 24 pages, I believe. Uh, you know, it's going to tie in with, with a storyline that's going on in the Merrick comic. If you're anybody's reading that, which you should, because it's really cool. Uh, and that's going to be a whole lot of fun and that's going to hit Kickstarter eventually. So that's awesome. Um, probably 2018. Those dudes uh, are fucking Kickstarter machines. Like they know how to run an effective Kickstarter. And Kevin and I always yeah. talk about that. Like if Kickstarter is going to be part of your comic making uh, plan, make sure you do it and you do it well. You've run some successful Kickstarters. Do you have any advice for uh, people out there looking to go down that road? Man, they, um, 
it's tough. Um, you really got to throw, like, you know, it's like, give it your all. But no, really, you really <laughs> got to give it your all or you're just wasting your time. That You need to get people hooked. You need to have a clear, concise message. Have part of your book, at least part of your book completed before you even approach that. Take a look at other people's Kickstarters that you like, like Tom's. Uh, Fabian Rangel Jr. has really good, really, really good, strong following. Uh, he's a guy that I just look at his Kickstarter stuff. I'm like, man, he's doing it right. Um, uh, there's Tyler James has so much stuff. Yes, the Comic Tribe dude. Yeah, yes, Comic Tribe that you, if you're not looking at that, then you're and you want to kickstart something, then you might as well just not do it because he has done everything and he's laid it out for you, and you need to know. I, I, you know what? <laughs> I just heard. I just heard the Canadian come out of you. He he's laid it out for you. <laughs> I heard a little bit of it. That was good. See, because I didn't hear in the first interview, and that's I just heard a little slip Sometimes. out. That was cool. Sometimes it gets a little Bret Hart promo in there. Ah, dude. Now, <laughs> is, is, he your, is Bret Hart your favorite wrestler of all time? He's one of them. My favorite of all time is the Macho Man Randy Savage Hill. That's, you do have a, you have a late Macho Man Savage beard going on there. Well, so see, like okay, that. let me tell you something. <laughs> for years, I'm gonna, we're going to divert from comics here for a second. But for years, I had a clean-shaven face. I was Macho Man Randy Savage for Halloween one year. Uh, I grew a beard and since then I've kept that beard. So, you know, the madness may be dead in the form in his in macho man, but the madness lives on in this beard. Cause it is a tribute to my favorite wrestler, macho yeah. man. It, and it's lived on ever since. No. So macho is your favorite. Where does Bret Hart rank in your top 10 of professional wrestlers? Because we like wrestling. So we're going to ask man, He's in the top 10. I don't know if he cracks the top three though, because I'd have to have uh Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Okay. Uh, in that top three so there's a canadian for you well jericho is a canadian he's awesome yeah. i but, can't but believe Michaels, i can't believe you would see i like Shawn michaels but i can't believe being canadian you actually chose hbk over brett the hitman heart that's Here's like the thing. no wonder Here's why you're not no wonder why you're not in canada Shawn michaels is the single greatest wrestler of all time oh that's bullshit bullshit and that's, oh, that's bullshit nobody bullshit. compares to him dude no. rick, rick flair is the greatest nope. wrestler the of all time you're crazy rick flair is a good wrestler He's a great technical wrestler, but as far as in ring goes, Shawn Michaels beats him 100% of the no, time. No, the thing that Shawn Michaels and I, love, could, and I love Rick. Listen, no, no, the thing that Shawn Michaels could never do, and this was my sell. one. <laughs> no, 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 I think Shawn Michaels. Hey, you saw the match with Hogan. He was selling like crazy. Oh, yeah, you had to because Hogan was like 88 years old and <laughs> being all racist and stuff. <laughs> but um, the thing that Flair had over Michaels is Flair is better on the microphone. Flair on the stick um, is phenomenal. Yes, dude. Yes, and Brett, better. Skills are great. Yes, uh, I'll give you that. Yes, better than because Mike Shawn Michaels. Ha- Mike Shawn Mike. Yeah, he's. Well, he gets okay. Let me ask you this question: So we're talking about wrestling. Who do you think is the best mic worker of all time? Oh, good question. <sighs> Hint: It's not Ric Flair or Shawn Michaels. No, it's, it's not. not. Oh, that's a good question. You know, if I had to go, the best on mic performer in the history of wrestling history of wrestling i'm gonna give you three okay all right in in no order i'm gonna say stone cold steve austin amazing yep i'm gonna say the rock i'm gonna say the rock yeah and then the last the last one would be the american dream dusty Rhodes. 
Uh, see, I thought your last one you were going to go CM Punk. I was going to be really yeah, impressed. I'm old school, man. I'm, I'm an old school dude. Like, I play this role-playing game called Spirit of 77, uh, and my character's voice is Dusty Rhodes. I talk like this, you understand? <laughs> and I am if you wheeling it all day and all night, baby. And I, this, this, this is just how Dusty Rhodes does it. He's the son of a plumber man. He'd been jumping down this, this East Coast, West Coast, all over the world, wrestling down Boogie Fever. Well, I, you know I think you forgot about Lawler. Lawler in the 70s. No, I mean, Lawler, yeah. But, I mean, like, I'm talking, like, now natural dudes i'm the saying best, uh, yeah if i'm picking one it's the rock he's just the best the rock, i would i would agree with you the rock is I phenomenal can't. are you austin, gonna throw chicken mcnuggets at the rock austin <laughs> was austin was wonderful um and then you can't go wrong with dusty Rhodes. no dusty was great i mean dusty but, was just watch some old dusty's promos they're just now, amazing who's the worst the worst? Oh, that's, worst. I mean, there's so many shitty guys on microphones. What's his um, name now? I don't remember his name now, but Michael McGillicuddy cut one of the worst promos ever. <laughs> he was like, the Ultimate Warriors were terrible. Yeah, but he was oh, so no way. Ultimate Warriors was awesome. <laughs> this plane into a nosedive. <laughs> Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Um, the worst. Oh, <laughs> just cycle back to Kickstarter and with wrestling. But let me, do you know what the one of the worst guys is? Brett the Hitman Hart. He was yeah, no, he was kidding? he was kind of terrible. Don't you on cut the malarkey, Brett the Hitman's the best there is, best, <laughs> the best there was, was, best ever will be. But the thing is, that's every Brett the Hitman Hart promo. It's like, oh, oh, I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Excellence <laughs> of execution, <laughs> hypnosis, whatever his name is, real jam up guy, hell dandy. I've been sizing you up since I came in this company. <laughs> no, so here, here's a Kickstarter. Uh, you know, tip it involves wrestling. I, <laughs> my, if you saw the first Dr. Crow Kickstarter, or actually the only Dr. Crow Kickstarter, I had a uh, promise that if it, I hit a certain amount of money at a certain time, which I don't remember what it was, that I would dress up in my Macho Man Halloween costume and kind of promo thank people. And you know what? I hit that in like 30 seconds because apparently people wanted to see me dress up like the Macho Man. That's so awesome. That Kickstarter tip. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Always do something stupid. Yes. Well, here's what I say. A lot of people make a mistake that they think that their little video has to be super funny. Yeah. And most people, the reality is they're not funny. So, <laughs> so don't do that. Just give me like, come in and say, this is what my project is about. Show me some images. Give me a little elevator pitch. Tell me who's in your team. Keep it with under like, if you go more than three minutes, then you've lost me. If you go, yeah, if you go longer than three minutes, I don't know what the fuck yeah. you're doing at that point. Yeah. Like that, the nice medium there is keep me at like two minutes to two thirty. Don't go any longer than that yeah. if you don't have to. Dude, get in, get out, get in, yep. get out. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And don't and never start your video with "Oh, I didn't see you there." <laughs> now, see, it depends Wait, on how you're doing me. that. It depends. That I did that. It depends on how you're doing now. that. <laughs> oh, hello. Throwing a little. Uh, a little shade in there. Yeah, that, that, thanks for the shade, Corey. I appreciate You're it. welcome. Hello. Hey, <laughs> Kevin made eight Gs on Kickstarter. <laughs> so I'm doing. We all can't be as handsome as him. That's how I'm, I'm saying. It was all. It was all for a beard. Like people. Like there was a thing at the end that they're like, he'll shave his beard if we get to this amount. And I was like, man, I'll like I'll do it on camera. Well, like, you uh, said you would shave your beard <laughs> when you become published, and we're getting published in the uh, if anthology coming out soon. Yeah, but that's not like legit. That's a fucking not, publisher. It's, it's legit. Well, hold on though. If he if he gets rid of that beard, he well he'd have to try to kind of change it up now. But he'd be getting rid of an older version of a Christian Dabari. Um, yeah, he does. He's in an older <laughs> version. Alive. 
I like how you stuck it in a little bit to an older version. <laughs> well, I'm saying older version because a dated version because Christian has changed up his beard. Chris, Chris, Christian has a goatee now, is what he's yeah. Saying. And now he he resembles which I've given him shit for is the uh, dude from System of a Down. So ah, nice. He looks right. like a wise guy, kind of. It looks like he's gonna he's going undercover to cra- he's that cop going undercover to crack the mob. That's he's Donnie Brasco. <laughs> he's Donnie Brasco. I got cancer to prick. I got cancer to prick. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know who's your favorite guy on a microphone. Then all time, if you oh, definitely the Rock. Okay, all right. So we all agree that the Rock is probably the best one. Yes, and um, that was the correct answer yeah. to begin this entire conversation of that. And then flares, flares in there too. I mean, you can't go wrong watching Flair promos. I mean, they're just fucking brilliant. Because oh yeah, he's fucking throwing. Rolexes at people and talking about his lizard shoes. <laughs> and, it's hilarious. And uh, dropping elbows on his jacket. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> sweating the, profusely. That's the later WCW Ric Flair promos where he's beating up his clothes. What if I wrestle his clothes and be more entertaining than Triple H? So, I mean, Wait, no, I mean, no disputing that. One of my favorite things about Ric Flair did was when uh, it was a promo with him. It was Pittsburgh. I don't remember what year it was, but it was him and Kurt Angle, and they were like wooing each other, <laughs> and that was good, and entertaining. But they were both sweating so badly that we like went through their shirts completely. Like Angle's wearing this blue shirt and just sweating so badly, <laughs> and then Flair's like red faced, wooing back, and he's sweating. It looks like it must like must have been like five hundred degrees in the arena. But that's one of my favorite things of all time. Now let just me ask you. This, let me ask you this question. Uh, this is a. a bit of rick rick flair trivia do you remember when he faked having a heart attack on in wcw yes absolutely and wcw at the time was so just over the top and fucking crazy that you literally thought rick flair was having a heart attack on the show i believe it was on like thursday night thunder they didn't even do it on nitro rick flair's faking a heart attack in the middle of WCW did Flair dirty. They didn't use like it was like I mean in the later years, not so much in the yes. earlier. Yeah, no, in the later years with with the NWO and Bischoff and all those dudes. Well, yeah, they, there's another guy that's good on the mic that, that I don't think of all the time just because Scott Hall was good on the mic. Scott Hall's good on the mic. Yes. Yeah, but how many times you say AL and then cut <laughs> one more for the bad guys? <laughs> yeah, I was it's like Scott Hall. Thing over and over. Say, yeah, I mean, but he was entertaining. He was cool though. I mean, you know, you know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. It's like, what are you talking about, Scott? This is great. Um, I think Kevin Nash gets too much credit for being good on microphones. Ain't that good. That's just no, me. and that's why that's why Hall always had the microphone. Yeah, because Kevin Yeah, Nash but Nash was entertaining great. when he sometimes when he, he did yeah. like his faces were entertaining, his gestures. Yeah. Very good ma- mannerisms and yeah. facial thing. Yeah. He he was funny. Like when they uh, they both he dressed up as Sid and then he said, "Get up, screwed up that line." He says, "I'm not as stupid as," or, or, or he says something like, "I'm I'm half the man that you are, and I got half the brain that you do." <laughs> There's yeah. somebody who's great on the mic. Psycho, yeah. Sid, amazing. You know who's a great on a mic? Man. Great on a microphone, but in the worst way possible is Big Papa Pump. That guy was the worst. <laughs> Scott Steiner cut the shittiest promos that were the best things in the whole wide world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and in TNA, he'd go, Smojo! It wasn't Smojo. Joe. <laughs> You're just too fat! He's too fat! <laughs> All right, so what a complete like, loser. Yeah, but yeah. you know what, though? He runs like a Shoney's down in uh, in Atlanta now. Is that, that what he does? Yes. Successful. When you, yes. when you run a Shoney's, you've, you know, you've made it. 
Yes, yeah, so oh, when you so run a show and he's in Atlanta, you're big time. So he's That's like, what he's like, his bar. Holla if you hear me. Big Papa Pumps, you hook up. So, all right. But uh, Corey, this book is coming out. It's taken over the world. You're doing crossovers with people. I mean, you've got all these great What's ideas. What's the other product that you have? You have he another can't tell us. It, well, he can't tell us, right? Can you tell no. us a little bit about the other thing you're doing? He did. He did last time. Well, why, are we, um, why do we keep referencing an interview no one's ever going to hear? That's already in my trash can on my computer. <laughs> Because it was okay. good. Well, there is something that I'm working on that I can't really discuss in length, but I, you know, I probably shouldn't have posted some stuff on social media about it already, but I was all like, you know, you make something, you get really excited about it. Excited. And it's you come out for another few months or something or several months and, you, and then the excitement starts to wear off until it comes out again. So while I'm excited, I want to talk about it and show some pictures. And that's a mini series called Hexcaster. Um, that involves uh, witchcraft and time travel. I, you know, my little elevator pitch was that it is Army of Darkness meets Back to the Future with a dash of the craft or flavor dust of the craft. Got that flavor dust. So flavor you throw in that flavor dust all over the place, baby. Yeah. So that that is uh, that's uh, something that's probably all I can really say right now. But it's really well. I can say some of the creative team. Um, they're the artist on it. She's an Italian artist named Marika Cresta. She just did a Marvel one shot. Wow. Uh, wow. Yes. Uh, Taylor Esposito is lettering it. So Ooh. I'm sure. Ooh, he's no I've, heard, I've heard good no. things about that feller. He is a real <laughs> nice dude. Uh, and Marissa Louise is coloring it. So uh, she's, Oh, that's big time right there, Jack. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really happy to have a, you know, fortunate to have a really talented team that agreed to work with me and make my little scribbles look good so fantastic that's all i can say there though all right well you know what you said a lot and that's pretty cool so good for you my friend good for you and uh you can get the trade november 1st of dr crow issues coming out in september and october so pick those up too. get all the dr crow stuff you can you're going to be at any shows or anything you doing any cons coming up uh i was and then i wasn't so no i my my schedule's wide open so hey convention people Call me. Holla at you, boy. Me. If you Find need a guy who can sell comics and do a Macho Man Randy Savage impersonation, then Corey's your dude. He can cut a promo for your comic. <laughs> I will show up at my table dressed as Macho Man if you pay for my table so I don't have to do it myself. <laughs> oh, that's a good deal, <laughs> baby. Stuff, that's, a, yeah. that's, that's a nice sell. I yeah, that is a good sell. You know what? I think. You want the madness to it there? I'll be there, yeah. Miss Elizabeth knows what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> That's a good matcha. It's great. Been That's working good. on that for 31 years. So. And you know, you know what? The work is finally paying off, brother. <laughs> all right. And uh, Corey, where can we find you on social media and all that jazz? Well, it's very easy to find me. Uh, you can search my name, Corey Fryer. That's C-O-R-E-Y-F-R-Y-I-A. I am the only Corey Fryer in the world. So in Twitter, it's at Corey Fryer. Facebook, it is, uh, you know, Corey Fryer, obviously. And on Instagram, it's where I change it up a little bit. It is CF Punk, which is a tribute to CM Punk. There so you go. If I'm- let me ask you a question before we let you get out of here. How is the, uh, the Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky? Is it worth it? No, but all right, all right, all right. <laughs> there was a giant sinkhole there a couple of years back, <laughs> yeah, and right. Corvettes and that made it worth it. Actually, you know what? Speaking of that, I was there for like a conference thing not too long ago. Um, there's actually a convention there now, and they just don't invite me, so that's cool. But <laughs> have you asked them to invite you? Sometimes you got to ask. Hey, sometimes you send an email and you don't hear back. So Ooh, yeah, and sometimes a- you're bitter like me. Um, <laughs> 
but there's where that sinkhole was they put like a piece of plexiglass over top like more than plexiglass you can walk over part of it and see some cars that are still down in there so that's kind of cool a little corvette plant trivia for you that's pretty neat okay and then um did you get to see totality because it was right over by you when the uh yes absolutely i walked right out my front door and bam there it was that's pretty neat and i still have my sight so that's good that's cool <laughs> my my wife my family and i my wife and two kids we drove to madisonville uh which oh, is yeah. close to you and that was pretty amazing so you saw it was awesome getting back to cincinnati took like nine hours but it was totally worth it totally, <laughs> yeah. to- totally worth it. i drove i visited my parents in cincinnati the week i guess the sunday before because it was on the monday mm-hmm. uh and the traffic on the way back you saw all these camper trailers and everybody was clearly going down some yeah. place there and they were looking license plate and they're from all over the friggin' place it was so, crazy yeah we got yeah. that too it was awesome it was nuts totality bro totality well next time you come to cincinnati uh look me up and we'll go make fun of people eating skyline chili yeah drink coffee. yeah you guys would awesome. drink coffee together it'll be awesome how about we, we do this how about instead we go find poutine somewhere and you have it for the very first time all right we can, well, do you think that, are there any canadian restaurants in the greater cincinnati area I don't know if are Canadian restaurants a thing? Like it's like <laughs> it's some Canadian cuisine. Like I don't know if that's a thing. It should be. But, it should be. It'd be pretty limited. But I mean, there are some good stuff. Oh yeah, welcome to the Canadian restaurant, eh? <laughs> I'll tell you what this Canadian restaurant is. It's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Yeah, you could call it the dungeon, like after Stu Hart's dungeon, bro. <laughs> You're in. Oh yeah, these fries, they're the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. <laughs> well, Corey Fryer, thank you for coming on. It was a, a true pleasure. And next time, use the microphone. Just always use the microphone. Any yes, recordings you do, use your microphone. Okay, so I will not plug that in next time. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> we, want the, we want the terrible audio next time. Yeah, ne- terrible audio. Okay. Terrible audio. Perfect. There's no screeching this time. Yeah, it? it's really nice. It was really weird. That first bit of audio we recorded, it sounded like the, uh, the NSA was trying to crack the code or something to hear what we were talking about. You know, maybe they were. Corey, it was the Imperials. They know that Corey. They're keeping an eye on my. They're keeping an eye on the fact that I'm not American, so they're trying to <laughs> root me out. It's that beard, dude. <laughs> yeah, I have the same problem, man. So mm, I'm not me. I'm just one of those random Asian. searches at the airport. <laughs> dude, they I'm are Canadian. fun. <laughs> See, I don't have that problem. I'm just lazy. That's all. Just lazy. But I mean, you you grew up for a minute. You had you had that hot like seventies mustache, and then yeah, my wife hates it though. Like, what I'll do is I just won't shave for like three weeks, and then I'll shave while she's at work and just send her a picture, and she's like, "Just shave." I hate it. And I'm like, "All right," <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun for me. I think you should keep it sometime. You know what? I told for Halloween, my son, I don't know why I'm keeping Corey on for all this. He doesn't give a shit either way. My son (laughs) is in this giant Mario Brothers kick because he's a four-year-old and Nintendo and Mario. Yes, it just rains free with children. Like any age, they just get it. It's like Mickey Mouse. It's like a Japanese Mickey Mouse. Um, Loves (laughs) Nintendo for halloween he wants to be mario i'm gonna be luigi so i'm gonna grow my mustache out oh yeah you, oh, you know what you should go wario and have a really cool mustache yeah, like zigzag going there wario's <laughs> got dope shoes too he's always got fresh kicks They're real nice Underrated they, character. yeah they look like gators you understand <laughs> pip, pip in the mario world i got my 600 other gators on all right so Corey, thank you for coming on buddy it was a wonderful wonderful time and we'll have you back anytime my friend so please come absolutely back. anytime you need me i'm there we'll, we'll, do, we'll do it with hexcaster how about that yeah 
Yeah. Or when you guys, if you guys Hopefully. do the, if you guys do the Kickstarter for the um, when you launch that thing for uh, Doctor oh, yeah. Crow we, and we, the Elephant uh, Man. If we could get the timing right, you could have Tom and I. Although it's, he's over in England, yeah, so. it's hard to get those English dudes on. We've been trying to get um, uh, Rich from um, what's the name of that book? The, I know the, what you're talking about. The Vault book, book. Uh, Colossi. Colossi. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ricardo Mo? Mo. Yeah, we've been trying yeah. to have Ricardo on, and we just yeah. can't figure it out because like it's a nightmare. We we're gonna have to do it on a Saturday, and then it's really hard because this like we both have kids, so the kids aren't yeah. in school, so. Yeah. Like, so we have to figure it out on a day that we can do it. Yeah. Well, he's a really, really nice guy. And that book's awesome. So Dude, he's fucking yeah, great. You get him on there somehow. Definitely. Cause yeah. he's, he's a cool guy. I yeah. like, I'm a big fan of it. We've been yeah, lucky too. with our guests. We get big timers like Corey Freya and, uh, and, uh, and Matt Hawkins. And we've been, we've been doing pretty hard. Right. If you're considering me a big timer, you might want to, uh, just cancel the podcast <laughs> as is. I don't this, think this is to, to be fair, Corey, this is the last episode. <laughs> so <we're>, <laughs> <laughs> Bring it home. <laughs> All right, Corey. Well, thanks buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that was Corey Freya. Again, his book, uh, The Trade Paperback, Dr. Crow, Volume 1, comes out in November. Go to your local comic shop and order that thing immediately because it looks pretty, pretty, pretty good. And if he comes, and if you run a con and you're listening to this and you want Corey to come to your show, he will record a Macho Man Randy Savage promo for your show. I mean, and that's what everybody wants. And I didn't want to sound like we were jocking him, but that was a pretty good macho man. Cause you it know, how some people, man. some people go like, Oh yeah, I can do macho. And they just go, Oh yeah. And you're like, yeah, that kind of sucks. But yeah. Corey's was pretty good. It, it was, it was solid. Cause he even, he even referenced Elizabeth. Like he, so, I mean, you, it was good. You can tell it's, 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 it's not your dusty roads, but you know, no, I mean, well, I mean that there was a point in my life where I was actually talking like dusty roads every second of every day. Um, because I was just obsessed with it. So, I mean, well, I mean, I guess maybe we have to cut a promo as the superpowers. I'll just, you just do Dusty, I'll do Nikita. <laughs> Who's not really uh, Russian. Uh, how, you, how you say? Uh, uh, <laughs> Dusty Road. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, looking, looking to get in the ring. Uh, how you say? Uh, I met him a few years ago <laughs> doing radio. And I told him, I was like, when I was a kid, I swore up and down that you were Russian. And, I when, so and when you walked into this room, I thought you would be Russian. He was like, yeah, nah. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like, he's, nah, he's like, he's like, no, I'm from Minnesota. And I was like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. Like, I thought he was going to walk in. He just, sold you on it. Yeah, completely. yeah totally. Because he never broke character. Because it wasn't the internet and stuff like that. He was just Russian all the time. And he would, I don't remember he would always say, just do it. And I had no idea what that means. But I was convinced it was a Russian statement. Just do it. I love I love Nikita Koloff. He was the big bad Russian. He was amazing. The Russian sickle is still one of the greatest finishers in the entire world. And it, it looks great for a clothesline. Yes. It, just lo- it looks like he took your head off because yeah. of how big he was back then. And then they take the straps off and then he'd get the sickle. And It's be- much like, I don't know if you, if you watch any Japanese wrestling, but there's this Japanese wrestler now. Um, I forget his name, but his nickname is the Rainmaker. Mm-hmm. You can look this dude up. Um, I can't pronounce his name but he does a clothesline and it looks like the russian sickle it is fucking badass and and i think that's the key to like wrestling talent for me is if you can make a normal move look like sick yeah then, then you're doing something right yeah you know 
it, it's almost like when you sell the rock's elbow, like it's just an elbow drop, yeah. but there's so much theatrics that go with it that you're just like, you know, all right. Yeah. Cool. The Rainmaker Chaos is his name. He, he was actually the first non-American or non-wrestler to compete in the United States of America. That was the number one rated wrestler in the world, according to like professional wrestler, PWI or whatever the old wrestling magazine. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, like the dude's amazing. Like he had some great matches with Kenny Omega and stuff. He's in New Japan. He's just sick, dude. His clothesline is vicious. It's amazing. <laughs> Called the Rainmaker. So, <laughs> thanks again for listening to Word Bros. Yeah, and, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I'm Bob, and we will talk to you guys soon. And thank you to Corey. We really appreciate you coming on, my friend. What a great guy. What a great guy indeed. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.